Greetings, folks. Daniel Wickwire here, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Movie Review. I am again joined by my co-host, Mr. Zach. Hey, everybody. It's uh, good to be back, and we're talking about an actual Kaiju movie this week, which yes. I guess we did last week, too, or last time, too, but, yeah, you know. It's true. Well, let's try to keep that ball rolling as long as we can, but before that, let's talk about the two bits of Kaiju-related news. So, Mr. Zach, if you'd like, you can do your bit first. Absolutely. So, I re- I was reading on uh, a, uh, a fantastic website, in fact, uh, called Sci-Fi Japan, that they have extended the Shin Godzilla screenings. And it will be it will continue to show through October twenty seventh, and it will be available on two in two hundred theaters. Over the next week and about, actually about nine, ten days, nine days. <laughs> uh, so yeah, over the next nine days, it's going to be shown in 200 more theaters. Uh, so this is great for people uh, like myself that were unable to get into their local uh, showings. So I hope, hope, hope that they have an encore presentation here so that I can try to go and see it. And because uh, I want, I really want to experience the movie because I've actually never seen a. Godzilla film or kaiju film really in a theater before he's deprived ladies and gentlemen actually ironically you'll have to um, just to, to not this is not to throw Zach under the bus but apparently he had a bit of bad luck when he went to go watch it yesterday yeah I tried to see it last night but unfortunately my uh, my local theater that was that was showing it had uh, sold out their showing so I was unable to get a ticket well hopefully hopefully they'll have it showing again i don't know if if your local theater will be carrying it over there in nebraska but hopefully they will be and you can see it because it's definitely worth it and might want to buy your tickets ahead of time yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna look into it i mean the news just came out today so i'll just i'll check over the next couple of days and just hope that the local theater is going to have a uh an additional showing and just go from there of course because it's brilliant and you can hear me talk about a little bit on the vlog me and my wife did just the other day. It was uploaded a few days ago. So we can check that and give our, our opinion on it, which is a spoiler-free opinion if you haven't watched it yet. On the topic of Shin Godzilla-related news, there's actually... I'm going I'm to piggyback off last week because I love talking about this kind of stuff. They announced a new... Bondi announced a new Shin Godzilla toy, which I'd like to mention because it's a thing of beauty. It is the current mold that, they, that exists in their... Uh, monster movie monster series lines the six inch figure you've probably seen me wave it around or i've shown pictures of it somewhere they're doing a special edition that's only being sold at universal universal studios japan it's the same figure but the spines on it are translucent blue and purple which for those of you who have seen the movie completely know what's going on for those of you who haven't you still probably know what's going on and you need to see it anyway but that's uh, the only thing is, is it might make it to the U.S. But we don't know. It was just a, that was actually just shown off earlier today, and there's a gentleman that tends to like to supply certain people with those those items. But I think because it's an exclusive theme park item, it's going to be very very hard to get a hold of, and it's going to be very very expensive, or and also get even more expensive very quickly. Actually, uh, that's really interesting. Actually, that that figure uh, sounds like it'd be super. So, I mean, if it, if it wasn't an arm and a leg, it'd be a cool, uh, it'd definitely be a cool display piece. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll have to, you, I'll, there'll be a picture on the screen, so everybody else will be able to see it, but but you, of course. But I, I think I shared it on Twitter, if you hadn't seen that yet. 
I probably saw it. I mean, honestly, I have so much stuff that comes across my uh, Twitter feed on a daily basis that it's kind of hard to uh, keep everything straight. All right, now we're going to get into today's movie, which is the 1972 Kid-tastic Daigoro versus Goliath, which was made in 1972, as I mentioned. It's actually a part of a 10th anniversary film for Tsuburaya Productions, which did broke off after working for Toho. Eiji Tsuburaya, who did all, a bunch of special effects for Godzilla movies, went off and made his own company, made Ultraman, Ultra 7, Ultraman Ace, Jack, Taro, all the good stuff. But anyway, but but he did have some other movies on the side, and this is a, a film he did with Toho, and, and yeah, it was made for kids. But anyway, this movie it, was. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's really interesting. Like if you look, if you look into the history of the film, like it was actually originally supposed to be a Godzilla movie. Like to, Toho even even said they would loan him the suit, and then for whatever reason, that just never happened. Well, fortunately it didn't because we got a better Godzilla movie in 1972. Or 1971 yeah. for that matter. But anyway, the movie was directed by Toshihiro whoa, Ijima, produced by Hajime Tsuburaya, which was Tsuburaya's son, or one of his kids. And written by Kitao Chiba, starring Hiroshi Unizuka, Akiji, and sorry, Akiji Kobayashi. Sorry, I'm not the best with those and you know that. Anyway, the movie opens with the Japanese game show called The Astonishing Invention Great Shock because I absolutely love Japanese television shows name television show names or use of English. It's it's it amazes me and I love it to death. What's what's even better? What's even better are their commercials, man. Their commercials are amazing. Oh yeah, I've seen them. They're <laughs> they're stellar. For lack of a better term, they're legit stellar. It's a television show where a person would go on there with their own invention, demonstrate the invention. If it works correctly, they get, was it, 2 million yen prize money, which is about $20,000. Yeah, well, the first one was a million. The second time it was. Oh, okay. Well, I apologize for missing that crucial detail. Uh, the, The character is always referred to as uncle. I don't ever hear him referred to as anything else in the movie. Enters a flying bike he refers to as the arrow bike. It goes completely wrong, doesn't work, doesn't win the money. Yes, it, it doesn't go well. But anyway, before that, it cuts to the island, an island where we see the the main the main character, Daigoro, which is a, a, a kaiju, of course, a brown-looking kaiju, boring-looking kaiju, wa- uh, waiting on his next meal, only for them to mention that, hey, we can only give you so much because you've gotten really big and we don't have the money to feed you, so we're going to have you give you water to kind of help pad out your meals. He is not thrilled by this after that we get the obligatory opening to find out and then later to cut back to the astonishing invention great shock to find out uncle had failed his little bike ended up wrecking flying knock him into a tree which he falls out of and ends up in the hospital there we meet his buddy kumagoro which physically assaults him in the hospital as any good friend would do also we meet a little kid named taro which is his nephew uh uncle's nephew sounds weird and his sister. Daigoro keeps growing larger and larger for eating so much, and we also find out that he has been trapped on the island that he is on. He's been there for about about six years, give or take. The reason he is there is because six years prior to that, his mother actually attacked some part of Japan, it doesn't really specify, and is killed by the humans by a very large missile jammed into the back of her skull, as any good island nation would do. Daigoro, uh, after which 
they find Daigoro is a baby, like a little baby, like the size of a human, so it's very small for a kaiju. He ends up falling under the care of a local zookeeper called Saito, and I think at that point all he'd ever taken care of were goats and pigs and so on and so forth. Uncle continues with Taro and Kumagoro to raise money to feed Daigoro, because there's like this big effort going on to to save Daigoro, to give him food, even though his mom attacked the nation. And there's some people like, ah, why should we care about him? He's just a monster. He's a freeloader, whatever. But they're trying to raise money. To, it's, it's like PETA, but for giant monsters. We also come to find out that Uncle is also very much down on his luck, not having much money for himself. He's an inventor, but he still lives off his father's finances. I don't know. They don't really show his father. They just mention it in one kind of throwaway line in the film. And... Then we get a nice little musical interlude of Daigoro hanging out on his island at night. Very sad, very hungry. Nobody to hang out with, depressed. Musical number, and then a shooting star or a meteorite lands in the ocean. This takes us back to uh, the kids at hanging out at the uncle's house who's trying to come up with a new invention to go back onto the game show. And this time, when 2 million yen, we have another crazy musical number kind of sequence where he's trying to make up these shoes. Like it's just, it's weird. Magic shoes, magic shoes. Yeah. The the, the magic (laughs) shoes. Dude, that sounds like something that would have been in like freaking Magi Ranger or something. (laughs) Yes. You know, actually the, the whole scene of his house, it just, it reminds me a lot of, as I mentioned earlier, before we started doing Willy Wonka. Yeah. But not in a good way. No, yeah, not in a good way. <laughs> but it's got that um, whimsy to it. Yeah, but the so he uh, he's trying to come up with an invention when he's interrupted by his niece, and we get a random Ultraman reference. Thanks, thanks, Subaraya. and we uh, it's probably like the one of the best things in the movie. <laughs> that not is gonna po- lie. Possibly true. We go back to uh, Daigoro, and we find out that his handler Saito has been ordered to give him this this growth inhibitor called anti-grow because they want to stunt his growth so that it's not going to become more expensive to feed him. Uh, Saito refuses to give it to him, and his boss does it himself and cut to Daigoro, who refuses to eat the food laced with the anti-grow. We cut to Kuma, uh, Kumagoro, who has sworn off alcohol in an attempt to save money and donates said money to Daigoro so that he can have, so they can help contribute to Daigoro's food. After this, we cut back to Uncle, and, and he's back on the game show with a new invention that is supposed to make, he shoots a rocket into the sky, and it's supposed to make it rain. So after he shoots his rocket into the sky, it actually starts snowing. And so even though it wasn't rain, they, they said that he won the, the show, and they gave him 2 million yen, which they take to use for Daigoro, even though before he was awarded the money, he realized that it was not him that caused the the snow, but they took the money anyway because it was for a good cause. Dumb luck. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> this brings us to the weather getting just nuts. The, like, the weather on the island goes crazy, and it's snowing, and then all of a sudden it's storming, and then next thing you know, a lightning strikes the ocean, and out pops another kaiju. Uh, this one, who eventually is named Goliath, is kind of a large, almost like seal or like something he looks kind of weird he's like a big like come almost like an ankylosaur or something like that but with a giant horn on his head that he could shoot lightning out of and massive man fists 
Yes, exactly. And he, at this point, you know, he the the humans haven't noticed he's coming out, but Daigoro's freaking out, and Saito's boss thinks that Daigoro has gone crazy and is going to attack the humans. But uh, Saito realizes that he's he's troubled about something in the ocean, but they won't listen to him. And then when the humans do finally notice Goliath, it ends up coming ashore and fighting Daigoro. And despite Daigoro's best efforts, he just gets annihilated. <laughs> he really literally uh, <laughs> just gets walked over. It's amazing. This, this brings us back to everybody's favorite character, Kamigoro, who finds out that his money he had been saving to donate to the food fund for Daigoro was spent by his wife on a dress and a hat. And he's pretty upset about this. And it's true. It's relevant. Yeah. No, I know. I know it actually is. My brain just stopped though. And so he ends up going to the Island along with the uh, food that was purchased with the 2 million yen. They, they find Daigoro and a doctor that had looked at him said his pulse was weak and he appeared to be barely breathing. And so as a final thank you and tribute to Daigoro, Kumagoro climbed up in his climbed up on his mouth and poured a pot of honey into his mouth because apparently honey was his favorite food. This actually caused him to fall into the monster's mouth and Despite us never seeing it, he apparently pulled something out of Daigoro's throat that was obstructing his airway, which is why he was so weak. At least that's what they explain. Again, we never see it, so... Off-camera uh, action. Yeah, exactly. Just like just like the second time, like the, we find out at this point that Goliath attacked again, but we never see it. We just yep. hear about it. Yep. So this brings us to Daigoro getting back up, and they're feeding him. And they start kind of helping him train to, to strengthen him up to uh, finally defeat Goliath and, I guess, earn his keep. I don't know, like, what the whole, <laughs> like, like, hey, we weren't going to feed you, but we're going to feed you now because you're going to save us. Of course. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, that's, and, and I mean, that's it. Cause, I mean, that pretty much leads us into the climax. So, I mean, that's going to about cover it for our recap. The funny thing is, is, is while we're talking and trying to do this, um, we're we're really like forcing a lot of the stuff that we're talking about because most of it is entirely irrelevant to the film. No, man, and I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Like, I finished watching the movie like a, like about an hour ago, and I literally cannot remember like half the film. It's not very memorable, and we're not even talking about our opinion or or anything like that. It's literally most of the stuff we're talking about is absolute fluff, and because we just like okay, well, we need to talk about the movie, and I was going over it with Zach, and this is just behind the scenes stuff I didn't talk about. We we're going over it with Zach, and I'm like, well, it, this happens and this happens because I was refreshing him. He's like, well, none of this is important. I'm like, I know it's not important, but we have to have something to talk about. <laughs> no, like you could literally cut like 30, 40 minutes out of this movie. This that movie could this could have been a half an hour TV episode, easy. Yeah, exactly. Like. There, there's just so much padding, and it really affects the flow of the movie like bad. Like there are points in the film where it's hard to know what's even going on because they just they jump around so much, and there's so much extra stuff that doesn't need to be there. It's true. But before we completely dismantle the movie, before we actually get to closing statements, because uh, <laughs> we're about to literally tear this movie in half. One thing I want to state is during the scene where Kumagoro is like, you know, up there by his mouth, like dumping the honey in. I'm like, I leaned over to my wife. I said, wouldn't it be funny if he fell into his mouth? And then he fell into his mouth. I was like, oh, well, he's probably not going to die because this movie's not going to go there. So it kind of disappointed me and ruined my fun. But anyway, 
Let's go ahead and we'll move on to uh, special effects and monster design. And uh, this is actually stuff I'm, I'm interested in and want to talk about. I want to do monster design first, so special effects second. As far as monster design, my favorite monster design in the entire movie was Daigoro's mom. Which you see for a whole whopping three minutes, maybe. Three minutes in the movie, two, three minutes. Uh, oddly enough she's on the poster I know she's on the poster you barely see her in the movie you see her like in the actual video and then you see her in like a photograph later on yeah but yeah. uh she's my favorite and there's a couple reasons for that the Daigoro the, sorry the Daigoro's mom suit the suit is actually based on a modified version of either another Red King suit from Ultraman or an Aberyst suit from Ultraman because we know, I'm pretty sure Daigoro is actually a Red King. Is also actually a modified Red King. You can tell by the way the bodies are. Because Aberus and Red King have a very similar body build and shape and design. Yeah, you know, I was looking at Daigoro and I was thinking, like, his, his like, the body portion of the suit looked really familiar, but I couldn't place it. Yes, and minus the, the oversized gut thing. It's... Yeah. Oh, uh... Daigoro's mom, just as so we can give a little context of the the only characters that actually matter, the kaiju. Daigoro's mom was attacking because disturbed or woken up by a nuclear sub-accident underwater, and she came up that way. She apparently had Daigoro at some point, and he was like in a cave or a castle or something like that. How he got in there, I'll never know, because he couldn't walk. But, suspension of disbelief. Daigoro... I don't like the design. I don't like the design of the face, and I don't like the stomach thing, and the hands are weird. He is just a dopey, strong, but doesn't know how strong he is, kid, annoying monster. Goliath, I actually had really high hopes for, because I'd seen, like, screenshots and stuff, and I like his... I kind of like the premise of him that they mentioned in the movie. He comes from outer space, which is not directly alluded to until, like, later, and you're like, oh... Because <laughs> you see the, the scene with the shooting star hitting the ocean, and I don't know if that was like symbolism or supposed to like make the scene more impactful at the time. I don't know what actually meant anything until later. I, I was kind of thinking, actually, when I watched that, I was like, man, this is probably how the other monsters introduced. Surprise! I know, but surprisingly, that never came up for me. I'm not just like, I was like, oh, they're just doing this for effects because it's like a sappy part of the movie. And so I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Anyway... He looked really neat before he started moving around and waving his big freakish fists. Uh, I like his little electrical tasing ability. Like he'll like he'll shoot lightning from his horn, but he can also discharge lightning from his body. And I also like the fact that he actually takes energy, or at least they say he does. It's guessed or theorized that he takes heat energy from around from the air around him to convert to energy for himself. Which is really neat because it gets cold around him, which I, I just think that's a kind of a, a cool premise. Well, they don't really, they mention it just a few times in the movie, and that's why it was snowing and stuff. But they mention it a few times that it's not really capitalized on very much. Oh, and Daigoro can shoot fire from his mouth like 99% of every other kaiju that ever existed because it's like, we need to give an in a character a projectile attack. What do we do? Just make him breathe fire. Okay, good enough. Gamera. He's a fat, dopey Gamera. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean,. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I, I didn't like that design at all. Like, the suit's just ugly. Like, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what they were thinking when they when they did that. Like, really, the suits were too. I know, I know, the suits were based on suits from the Ultraman television show, 
I don't know. I don't know about Goliath, and if I call him Gorath by mistake, I'm sorry. I don't know why I've got that movie stuck in my head. Goliath's suit is really floaty, like it's um, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be big, but there's no like nothing to pad the size out, so you can kind of see the costume like shift and move in really weird ways. You'll kind of notice that about Daigoro's belly sometimes, like it'll just yeah. kind of like, like like not naturally at all. And I, I can understand it'll, it'll the, just occasionally be dis, like distended. Yeah, or it'll be sucked like, in or pushed out or like a crease in the middle. I understand it's a suit, uh, whatever, but it's not yeah. built properly for, for a movie like this. But again, lower budget. Kaiju movies were kind of on their way out at this point, and this is to capitalize yeah. on the Gamera of fame, which was also on its way out. Actually, uh, 71 was the last Gamera movie, so this was like right after that. Oh, um, so that yeah, was my... It, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, you could tell, like, this thing was super low budget, like... It just it just felt so. Some of the stuff felt really forced. There was very, which I guess we'll get into special effects. So I won't talk about that yet. But no, I mean, in in regards to the suits, like I agree with you. I I mean, I thought the Goliath suit was okay. I thought it was just kind of weird looking. I didn't like Daigoro. Like I said, Daigoro's mother was the best kaiju suit in this movie. Like by like by a mile. And like, met- I. I was gonna say I, I really wish she had more screen time and, a, and an actual name because that is a cool looking kaiju. I know, and the like, thing is, is maybe we like it because it was on screen so little, so we couldn't see like its glaring flaws. Like, no, it would have ruined the character. Well, no, like, like, okay, so it obviously had the the body of the uh, of like an, a, a red king, right? Yeah, that Arabarus, um, yeah. Yeah, and then it had a head with like this crazy like white hair. It yeah. almost looked like a like a like it was a homage to like a Japanese demon. Yeah, yeah, like an oni or something. Like an oni or something. I thought that yeah. I thought that was really cool. I was like, wow, this is a really cool thing. Yeah, it, um, it, it was proportioned well. It, the head didn't make it look awkward. Yeah, exactly. Which seems to be a problem with the other suits. But you can use this yeah. tangent to segue into to special effects because we need a segue right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So okay. So that moves. That brings us into special effects. And I gotta say, man, the special effects are pretty much non-existent in this movie. Like, they're they're so the special effects shots are so underutilized. Like, Daigoro breathes fire twice. His mother breathes fire once, and the the most special effects shots in the movie go to Goliath, and he only had like three. Aside from the goofy padding out, like with the characters, they'll be the occasional one, but like the human characters. But yeah, as far as kaiju goes, there's not much, not many extra special effects shots. Yeah, it's really, it's really sad, honestly. I mean, you know, the like fun- I'm not even gonna, well, I'm the not fu- even gonna lie. <laughs> well, the funny thing here is with me, I'm actually gonna take an opposite stance and completely disagree with you. And not, not in every extent of what you said. This was done by Tsuburaya Company, Tsuburaya Productions. When they do the effects in this movie, they're actually better than most of the Dai special effects by a considerable margin, in my opinion. Well, not considerable margin, but it's better. They're not as good as like a full-blown Godzilla movie because they're just not. They Godzilla had more of a budget than either of these companies or either this movie or uh, Gamera films. But I, for the when it, when it did come out, when you'd see the occasional effects thing uh, effects work, I, I mean. To me, I actually enjoyed it. And maybe I'm just, like, rose-tinted glasses because it's Tsuburaya, but I actually enjoyed... When it did pop up, there were some moments I actually really liked the effects. Uh, no, I mean, that's understandable. I, I mean, I... For Age of Tsuburaya, and I love that, you know, he created Godzilla, and he's responsible for, 
you know, he's the father of, of Toku of Tokusatsu. I mean, he he created some of the most prolific, you know, giant monsters and stuff in in history. I mean, the guy the guy is an absolute legend, and I respect the hell out of him. This just was not one of his better movies. Well, I think he had. Uh... Correct me if I'm wrong. I might have to double check this at some point, but uh, I believe this isn't too long before uh, around. This is around the time he passed away, I believe. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that because I remember because his son was doing stuff for Hajime at Tsuburaya, Because that's that's not him, obviously. And I know he passed away sometime. It was in the early '70s that he ended up dying, unfortunately. So, well, actually, because Zach here went out of the way and and. Uh, Looked it up. When did you say he ended up passing away? Uh, January of 1970. So it was either in pre-production or very early production of this film that he actually passed away. So that may have had something to do with them wanting to do it for the 10th anniversary of Barring the Godzilla suit and ended up being changed. So I'm not sure what happened. But anyway, uh, that was unfortunate that that did come to be. But it was neat to see that, that they were still doing stuff. and still continuing to do production of this work. Uh, Super Eye Productions does. Now let's jump on to the next section, which will be very short, which will be film availability and pricing. And I can answer for both of us and say the film is not available in the United States at all in any way, shape, or form. It's probably for good reason. But if you want to watch it, you'll have to find your own way of doing so. Because, of course, us here at Kaiju Movie Review advocate you supporting the company, distributors, the producers, purchasing their product directly from them and not bootlegs, but there is no such product that exists in the United States. I, went, I've, I located a place to watch the film, and me and my brother watched the film. I'm not advocating that for everything. In this instance, it was a necessity for us to yes. watch and provide this content for you. So if it yep, does, and I, can, go ahead. I echo everything Dan just said. Please support the, the official releases because without the support of without the support. We're not going to see movies like this released in the United States anymore. Exactly, and then we won't have nothing to talk about, and that would be a terrible, terrible thing. But, that being said, if an official release comes out, you'll probably hear about it somewhere on the channel. But buy it, I know I will, I'm sure, well, I don't know about Zach will, but I'll buy it, and I don't blame him if he doesn't, because we're actually going to float in the closing statements. And I want you to start your closing statement first, Zach. Uh, You know, for me, i got to say, I... Like I said before, I have the utmost respect for Aegis Tsuburaya. Like the, I, I mean, I, I already said it. The dude is a the dude was a living legend. Like things that he set in motion in the fifties and sixties are still used today. Like that's how influential this guy was. I have the utmost respect for his work. This was one of his worst movies that like, you've with, seen, with that I've seen. Yes, let me let me put that in there. This is the worst Aegis Tsuburaya production I have personally seen. It is awful. It is padded to hell. It has absolutely zero con- like continuity. Like it jumps all over the place. Like the some of the plot threads don't make any sense. This movie was like almost ninety minutes long, and it it should have easily been half of that because it was there was just too much padding. The movie was just not enjoyable. Like even like the only enjoyable bits were probably the kaiju fight, and that was maybe ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, it wasn't maybe? very much. It was maybe ten to yeah, because the the battles were very short, and even like Daigoro was in the movie a lot, but he wasn't really doing anything except being fat and hungry. Yeah, and he had a giant toilet for some reason, which I'm just I just don't get. I was <laughs> because 
Because children and toilets are funny, right? <laughs> Boop. Oh, <laughs> uh, so do you recommend this movie or no? Or is that as plain as day? Absolutely not. Like, like you said, I mean, there, this movie was not released in the United States for a reason. And even if it ever was, and like, uh, even if it ever was released in the United States, all record of it has been scrubbed from them, from history. So that is probably a good thing. No, it probably isn't. And I'll, I'll go ahead and give my two cents on it. I would agree with Zach's sentiment entirely. <sighs> this this movie, I have no nostalgia for whatsoever. I never watched it growing up, like the Gamera movies. This is literally of about the same quality, at times much worse, because it just veers off and does its own thing. I can think of a lot of other movies similar to the kid-friendly kaiju films that I'd rather watch over this. In fact, there's all the Gamera movies and Godzilla's Revenge, so that's... that's about what eight or nine of them right there that's oh. that's that's sad too man that you would watch godzilla's revenge over this movie hey, that is a that is a statement <laughs> that's a, a statement but we'll talk about that movie someday too but i actually i i'm not as hate vengeful towards that movie as i used to be uh, we actually did a podcast on it for culture shocked for, uh, what was it in uh, last month september yeah, sometime last september month we did we talked september. about it. Yeah, September was Kaiju Month. I know you did that one. I did Godzilla's King Kong and Gamera and the original Gamera. Yeah, there's a link. I'll put a link below to that one so you guys can watch it. But we'll talk about it again at another point. But anyway, I, I don't. I didn't care. Like the characters were all throwaway. It's surprising with it being a kids focused film. The kid Taro, which is mentioned twice in the movie, shows up several times. Had almost no relevance. He wasn't a focus at all. It was mainly on Uncle and Kumagoro, and uh, Daigoro yeah. and Saito. But it was just. It just was, like you said, it was really padded out. It was boring. The effect, effects, to me, I thought some of the effects were really good. Of course, Nagoro's mom was the highlight as far as the kaiju. I still like the way Goliath looked, but his suit in, in, in action and movement just did not hold up very well. Uh, I'm just going to say this, and this is somewhat of a spoiler, but I'm not going to say anything any, any more about it. Uh, me and my wife have come to the conclusion that this entire movie is an analogy for potty training. And Zach knows what I'm talking about. They won't say anything else about it. You have to watch it yourself. And my wife also said Daigoro is her spirit animal because he's fat and hungry. My wife is not overweight. She just says things about herself. But anyway, uh, that's yes. my. I do not do not recommend this movie at all. Just like Zach, do not unless you really just want to see it to see it. Don't. I don't recommend it for anybody. It, there's way yeah, better kaiju films. It's a waste of 90 minutes of your life. We'll just put it that way. 85 minutes? Wink. <laughs> yeah, right. Then just you'll go, never get go, back. Watch, go watch anything else. You'll ne- if, well, I wouldn't say. Yeah, there's a lot of other. But there's much more quality films out there than, than this we watched today. But anyway, that is the end for this video. Zach, why don't you give us your shout outs and then I'll close us out for the day. You can find me over at cultureshock.com where I'm a writer and the editor of the video game section, The Culture Cade. I am also on two other podcasts. I am the co-host of Culture Shock's video game podcast, Pick Up and Play, and I am the co-host of cultureshock.com's wrestling podcast, Running the Ropes. And you can also find me on Twitter at CultureZact. The culture is with a K. Of course, you can find me here doing Kaiju Movie Review with Mr. Zach. Below, I'll put links for, as he mentioned, his Twitter account, mine, cultureshock.com. I also stream video games for Culture Shocked as their multimedia director. It's on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Rome underscore 21. I'll have a link to that. And a link to my other YouTube channel, which is Rome 21 Plays, which is where all my stuff from Twitch also ends up. 
Aside from that, the only other thing I have to say is this movie, we did this video on 10 18 20, or recording this on 10 18 20, uh, 2016. So you have plenty of time to go see Shin Goji. If you haven't, please find a local theater and watch that movie. It was absolutely amazing. And whether or not Zach gets around to watching it, which I hope he does, if not, me and Angela will actually be doing a review of this, of that film as well. So keep an eye out for that in the near future. And I might squeeze that in because I'd really, really, really. Really want to talk about that movie like, really badly, but that one will be spoiler ridden. But anyway, that does it for this episode of Kaiju Movie Review. We do appreciate you all for tuning in. Of course, comment, like, subscribe, whatever you have to do below. Let us know what you think. That's the only way we can make this site better, and are we are making sure we are catering to you all properly. Zach, why don't you give us, or let the people know what the next Kaiju movie review will be if it isn't Shin Goji. Absolutely. Our next episode will record on October 31st. It will be released November 7th, and it will be on Attack of the Super Monsters. Which will be amazing in so many ways. It'll either be amazing amazing or worse than this movie. I do believe I do believe this is the first animated movie that Kaiju Movie Review has covered. It will actually be the first animated movie we've ever talked about. So, all right.